What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime on a Sunday night. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And tonight on the show, of course, we will talk about Dalton Schultz reportedly not being close to a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys, according to Dallas Morning News reporter Michael Galkin. So there you go. That was a bit of big news for the Cowboys on Friday, right after we closed the primetime week here on ADC Sports Dallas. And it begun a lot of big-time conversations around the fan base and media members discussing whether or not Dalton Schultz could get traded. But before, let's get into some of the details here because July 15th, as you know, is the deadline for the Cowboys and the tight end to reach a long-term agreement. Otherwise, Dalton Schultz would be set to play under the franchise tag for $10.9 million dollars where the current market value is right now is around maybe 13 to 14, even $15 million per year, at least going by the number of signs by David Njoku, who might provide the most accurate representation of what a Dalton Schultz deal could look like for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this might be surprising or it might not be very surprising because the Cowboys didn't seem to be all in on Dalton Schultz. However, it gets interesting because there's no denying that the guy is important for the Dallas Cowboys. And to define just how important he is, here's a question for you guys in the chat. At least for week one, if Michael Gallup is not available for the Dallas Cowboys to start the season, which is the expectation at this stage, do you agree or disagree that Dalton Schultz is the second most important weapon in the Cowboys' passing game? Because right now it isn't even a discussion of tight end and tight end alone, in my opinion. The Cowboys are heading into week one with Dalton Schultz, with CeeDee Lamb at number one wide receiver. That's, you know, CeeDee Lamb's role. Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, Simi Fehoko, guys like that will be, you know, filling in for Michael Gallup and filling out the rest of the depth at wide receiver. That kind of makes Dalton Schultz kind of a big deal, in my opinion, on this offense. And some of your answers here, MJ goes with agree. Bruce says agreed. Michael says agreed, sadly. Proud, toxic fans, as I agree. Samuel Rose says, disagree. It is Tolbert or Pollard. Gregory says, I disagree, but he is important. And Tommy goes with Pollard. The thing about Pollard, though, in the passing game is, are we entirely sure that the Cowboys will use him in the passing game in the first place? I'm not, personally. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm hoping that they involve Tony Pollard way more in the passing game do I feel confident that what they have been doing in OTAs and minicamp will translate into the regular season? Heck no, I'm not confident about that. And just going by the production that Alton Schultz was able to net 
over the 2021 season, you know, over 800 yards, big time numbers, the eight touchdowns that he was able to score. He's a big part of this Cowboys offense. And as I said, at least for week one, without Michael Gallup on the active roster, I'm saying I agree. I think that is just representative of how important Dalton Schultz is for this Cowboys team. Whether or not he gets signed, he, he gets signed to a long-term deal or not. If we're talking 2022, can you move on from him? Because a lot of people are talking about this trade possibility. Even the athletic who was they were taking a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. Rob Rankowski officially announced his retirement not that long ago. And one of the candidates that they pointed out as a potential replacement, quote unquote, for Rob Rankowski could be Dalton Schultz. But I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense. And let me read some of the comments here, which I agree with in part. Proud Toxic Fan says, my question is, why trade him when he is on the tag? Let him play and prove that he can be as effective with the change in the receiving corps. If he is, then pay him. And even if you are counting on not paying him, even if he gets another season like the one that he put together in 2021, why would you trade a guy for whom you have no replacement? And I like Jake Ferguson. I think he was a very solid day three draft pick for the Cowboys. I think that he is upside and he could be another Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. But I will not sit here in front of the camera and in front of this mic and lie to you saying that I believe Jake Ferguson is ready to take over Dalton Schultz's role because he is not. Just think about how many block assignments he needs to learn as a rookie. And he will learn a lot of these assignments, but it's not that easy to pull it off in his rookie year. And he is by no means a finished product as a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. So if you move on from Dalton Schultz, you're not going to get plenty in return, and we'll get into that later. But you're leaving your offense without perhaps its second most important pass catcher while Michael Gallup returns. And you don't have any replacement lined up at the position because Jake Ferguson isn't it as a rookie. He isn't it. I believe that they will not trade him because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I believe that the Cowboys know very well that right now, whether you like Dalton Schultz or not, you have a tight end that's signed to a market value, to a contract value that is under the market value because that is the situation for Dalton Schultz right now. And he's a guy that can play and has worked well with your offense already. And if the goal for the Cowboys is to play more 12 personnel, get more two tight ends on the field, then Dalton Schultz is a part of it. If you move on from him, then who are you going to have on that field? Even if you like and you are widely optimistic about Jake Ferguson being able to play in year one. And I know some people don't like how Dalton Schultz blocks and all of that, but as we've stated before here on Primetime, that's an overblown storyline. Dalton Schultz is a decent blocker in the NFL, actually. 
And that's a big part of what the Cowboys do offensively. So I'm not even going to bring up the question, but if I would, if, if we were to say from 1 to 10, how likely is a Dalton Schultz trade? I would say it's at a 1. I don't see how the Cowboys move on from Dalton Schultz in 2022, even if they don't sign him to a long-term deal. And once more, here are the two reasons why. There's no one lined up to, to fill in for Dalton Schultz. And number two, you have a very productive player signed to an undervalued contract, under market value contract. MJ says one to two, Bruce says zero, and Robert Chuk over at Facebook says one to two, maybe. Eddie Elliott says, why are they going through all of this for a guy who sucks as a blocker? Do not overpay for this guy like you have a history of doing under Jerry, says Eddie. Now, he really doesn't suck at blocking, though. And that's a that's an overblown storyline, I will say. He might not be George Kittle out there. He might not be one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. But he is... Worst case scenario, average, and in my opinion, he is above average when it comes to blocking. And I know that we don't go by PFF grades here, but for example, he was one of the highest graded blockers among tight ends by Pro Football Focus. And guys like John Owning from PFF, by the way, have put together, you know, the receipts of every blocking snap by Dalton Schultz and you don't see him struggling as much as the fan base make it out to be. Keeping it real, though. Toxic Tom says, I, I never heard a fan base who cares more about blocking than Dallas fans. <laughs> I think it's, you know, part of it might be just, and I say this in a good way, of course. I, I think part of it is maybe getting spoiled by a tremendous offensive line for a long time with guys like Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and guys of that, of, of you know, of that tier. And then Jason Witten, who maybe not so much later in his career, but for the, for the most part was a great tight end. And he will be, of course, a Hall of Famer when the time comes. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, Toxic Tom. <laughs> so yeah, I think that the Cowboys did not trade Dalton Schultz and people have been saying that maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a trade candidate because they you know had Rob Gronkowski retire but they do have Cameron Braid and they did draft two tight ends in the NFL draft so I would argue that the that the Tampa Bay Bucks are not going to be willing to give up something for for Dalton Schultz and one of the tight ends that they drafted by the way was Cade Otten who we know the fan base liked during the pre-draft process. Also, I will say, does Dalton Schultz replace Rob Gronkowski? No, I would say not really because they're two very different tight ends. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, here is the other part of this equation and another big reason why I don't think a deal is likely for the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz in terms of a trade. And here is a question for me to you guys. If the Cowboys were to trade Dalton Scholes, what would they get in return, in your opinion? What could be a realistic compensation for the Cowboys if they were to move on from Dalton Scholes before the 2022 season via a trade?
Because honestly, in my opinion, not much. And if we could use another particular Cowboys trade as a benchmark, things wouldn't be that encouraging. Because you remember what this team got in return for Amari Cooper, right? Nothing. Nada. A fifth round draft pick. Now, of course, it may be translated into an offensive lineman that will likely make the team as you guys are talking about in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. I don't think that the Cowboys get a, anything better than a day three draft pick. Professor O says three first round picks would work for me. I think <laughs> I think it, they would work for me as well, Professor O. Thank you for being here, by the way. Robert Chuk says a middle round draft pick at best. Proud Toxic says fourth at most with the tag. Tony Simmons also says a third round because of the tag. I think that if the Cowboys would be able to get a third round draft pick in return for Dalton Schultz, then that would be more or less an ideal scenario. I don't think that they can get that, though. I think that they can get a day three kind of draft pick, to be honest. Tommy915 says, if we go by the Cowboys track record in trade compensation, it's probably a 2024 seventh round pick. And David Putney, maybe. Maybe a fourth, says Bruce got the use. 2065 sixth rounder, says Toxic Tom. I think it would be closer to what they got for Amari Cooper. Maybe even the same. A fifth round draft pick, I would say. Or maybe a fourth rounder, given the calendar aspect of it. And, you know, where we are in the Cowboys and the NFL offseason. So, yeah, I think that the main takeaway from tonight's show, if you guys take anything away from this, is don't expect the Cowboys to trade Dalton Schultz. It doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense for anyone, in my opinion. I think that at this point, the most likely outcome for Dallas and Schultz is to play out the franchise tag, get another productive season from Dalton Schultz, and then things get very interesting in the 2023 offseason because – there are a lot of possibilities. You can sign a long-term deal if Dalton Schultz does enough to convince you as a front office that he deserves to get paid. Number two, he walks in free agency and you get a full year of development for Jake Ferguson and you're likely in the market for another tight end in the offseason. Maybe a cheaper option or maybe an early tight end in the NFL draft. And then there is another possibility which could be going with the franchise stack back-to-back. -back. That's never ideal because that's never a situation in which the player will be super happy about things because of having to deal with so much uncertainty over the long term. But also, it shouldn't be something that puts the Cowboys against the wall in the salary cap. And I've seen some projections projections about this and i know that someone mentioned it i cannot remember who it was in the chat earlier tonight but maybe the expectations for a back-to-back -back franchise tag would be for the 20 percent increase so you could be talking about a franchise tag closer to the 13 million dollars and that would be under market value as well at this point for 
top tier tight ends in the league. So even going back to back with a franchise tag could very well be an option for the Dallas Cowboys and Dalton Schultz, to be honest. Toxic Tom says, is Washington the only other team to do back-to-back -back franchise tags? Elite company. <laughs> I know it's not ideal, but, you know, definitely a possibility, in my opinion. Tony Simon says, as long as he's a cowboy, give him a hog and $7 million a year. Kellen got Schultz relevant. What is up, Rolando? Saying, what's up from South Texas? Going to training camp. Go Cowboys. That is amazing, Rolando. That is amazing. I have never been to a Cowboys training camp. Looking forward to doing so. I don't know when will be the first time, but definitely an experience that I want to uh, have for sure. But anyways, before I leave you tonight on this Sunday night for you guys to continue on with your weekend and maybe get ready to start the week with the right foot on Monday morning. Before we get out of here, let's end it with the Cowboys talk and maybe have some conversations about the sports world. What was the best thing in sports? Not a lot of sports going on these days. You know, the NBA is over. We've got, of course, Major League Baseball, some boxing matches and some UFC fights as well. What was the best thing in sports this weekend? Let me know in the chat if you guys have an answer for this. Maybe something happened in the playoffs. I didn't catch the USFL playoffs, to be honest. So if someone knows something on that, let us know as well. To me, the best thing in sports came in baseball. Aaron Josh. And you guys know I'm a Yankee. You know, you, you guys know that I'm a Yankee. And Josh walking it off twice versus an Astros in the series. Shout out to Arya Uchoa from Blogging the Boys. We had a bet going on. I, I kind of lost it because the bet only happened over the last three games of the series, which Astros won two to one. But Aaron Josh hitting a walk-off homer in extra innings, three home runs, winning the game six to three versus the Astros was to me the best thing in sports. In the midst of big time negotiations between him and the Yankees, Aaron, Rush, Aaron Judge right now leading Major League Baseball with 28 home runs. I believe that the second place is sitting at 22. I just that I just hope that they pay the guy. Professor O says when the Yankees went 15 innings straight without a hit this weekend. That that was not the best thing in sports for me, to be honest. Judge walking it off twice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chuck also said Aaron Judge hitting a walk-off today. Toxic Tom says Orioles took three of four against the White Sox. La Russa isn't the guy. Maybe someday he was. Maybe not today, though. Maybe not today. Uh, Tom915 says <laughs> the best thing in sports is that Dallas is not close to a deal with Dalton Schultz. <laughs> oh, man. Moses Toxic Tom, I got to ask, will the Yankees pay the judge? I hope so. I think they do. I just, I feel confident about it. Robert Chuk says the cornhole match in my backyard. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> and I, I, I believe, Robert, I, I believe that it was an intense match. But you know, you know what, what it remind me, reminded me of? 
in the middle of the pandemic, right when it was, you know, starting and there were no sports on. And, you know, some sports fans were watching Korean baseball. Some sports fans were watching Korean ping pong. I know that my dad was betting on Korean ping pong matches. I'm not even lying to you right now. That's how I ended up falling in love with the UFC because it was the, the first sport to come back. And I was, you know, hungry for some competition in the in the TV, right? And I always watched the big matches for the UFC. I always always tuned in for the McGregor fights, for the Rousey fights, uh, Tony Ferguson, Khabib, all of that. But that was the first time that I fully sat down to watch the preliminary fights, main card, all of it. And it was when Justin Gagey went at it with El Kukui. And I ended up falling in love with the UFC. I remember that ESPN News had this Air Guitar World Championship on. <laughs> and I even watched that. But the most hilarious part about that was that because of copyrights, they couldn't play the music. <laughs> so you were just looking at guys going at it with the Air Guitar Championship and you couldn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> you just were looking at the guys. I don't even know. I, I didn't even know there was a thing. And I know that they, they have cornhole matches over there on ESPN News from time to time. <laughs> and I will tune in, not going to lie. Marble Racing, says Professor O. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, I'm going to Google Korean ping pong money lines tonight. You know what's <laughs> what's the, the funniest thing about it is that my dad gets mad when he loses his bets. But it's one thing to get mad when you lose an NFL bet because you had some sort of reasoning behind it. And it's a whole other thing to get pissed at losing some money on just betting random na names from your sports betting app. Professor O says, I'm an elite foosball player. We got a table at work about a year ago, and I am borderline unbeatable. <laughs> there you go. Top golf says Bruce got these. That was the best thing in sports for Bruce. All right. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I appreciate you, and I hope that you continue to have a fantastic weekend and a Great start to the week tomorrow morning. As you guys know, I'm here on Prime Time every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. You can catch Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning, 8.15-ish a.m. Make sure that you tune in for that as well. And I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor. Smash the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Oh, no one mentioned the Stanley Cup. I wonder why. <laughs>